ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to bring to you Season 1, episode 13, 85 bucks an hour. Chilling at the studio, 85 bucks an hour. So hurry up and loop a beat, Mike. Come on. Welcome, everyone, to episode 13 of this first season of the Juggalo Rewind podcast. I am Peter, and I am here with Chris. What is going on, Chris? Yo, what is up? We are here. 13 We're here. Deep. We're remote. We're staying yep. safe. But we uh, have to come together for this 13th episode. Well, yeah, we didn't want to take a break, but we weren't impossible. It was impossible to get together in person this week, so but we wanted to make yeah. sure we got it out. No breaks. We got to go through and give the people what they want. It's, what they want is 85 bucks an hour. They want but, uh, Mike to hurry up and the, loop that beat. <laughs> enough of that. We'll get to <laughs> more of that later. Uh, before we get to all that fun stuff, we want to remind everyone to follow us on all of our social medias. That's Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at JuggaloRWD. We're on the Facebook at Juggalo Rewind. Anything going on on that Facebook? Um, (laughs) uh, So we're also on YouTube. (laughs) Uh, You can email us at JuggaloRWD at gmail.com. You're probably listening to us on your favorite podcasting, uh, what do you call it, application, whether it's Spotify, Apple, or what have you. But we're out there. You can find us. You can also give us a phone call. Leave us a message. Listen to our nonsense at 810-666-1570. I was about to leave a different little message today, but then I'm like, no one's calling us to hear our message. They just <laughs> want to leave us something. So Not yet. That's true. So maybe in the future, you got to check out the little Easter eggs there. We'll that's right. Drop little hints, give little surprises. Who knows what we're going to do over there. And as uh, as we are wrapping it up here, you know, we're getting to the tail end of Most Tasteless. Remind everyone about the big giveaway. Oh, it's time for the big giveaway. <laughs> oh, man, I don't have that. Your TVs. <laughs> I don't have that written down, so I'm going to have to do this off the top of my head unless you would like to. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, three ways to enter. First, most importantly, if you're listening to this on Apple, I believe that's what they call it, right? It's not called uh, uh, I, iTunes. I think anymore. it's Apple. Correct. On Apple, yep. Give us a little rate review, five stars if possible. But, you know, whatever you want to give us, I respect your opinion. Yeah, you'll still get entered, (laughs) even if you shit talk. Enter on Apple with a rate review. um, And then Twitter, pin tweet. That one's easy to find. Just retweet it. If you want, tag a friend, you know, let someone else know. But just retweet that pinned one. And then the third one, it's buried a little bit on Instagram. We've been trying to share it in the, uh, what do they call it at the top of Instagram? The stories, just so you could see that post. But tag a friend on the post like it so you got three ways to enter up to three entries so you know you have one entry if you just want to do one but you could have three if you want to do all three so and the prize is a uh, brand new nice um, version of most tasteless the 20th anniversary on vinyl rare too rare out of print i don't think they'll ever print that again probably not not the 20th anniversary they won't that's right <laughs> they'll do the 25th and then the 30th oh, oh man Actually, Maybe you the, probably won't be able to get vinyl by the until the 25th because Adele's new album has just backlogged every single vinyl plant. <laughs> I was just oh. reading about that. <laughs> Aren't there like uh, 
I don't know who's telling us that. It's been a while. It's probably changed since then. But aren't most of the vinyl plants that like service the entire world, aren't they all in Detroit? Uh, there's like 13 or 14, I think, like now throughout the states. But there's a couple, I think, bigger ones in Detroit. But I was reading the, the, the new Adele album. This is time stamping. We usually don't do this. But the new Adele is coming <laughs> no, out. What, in a- what, we don't, what we don't do is not timestamp because we say that in every single episode. <laughs> That's so. our gimmick because we just warn everyone that we still do it. But her new album, they put out like uh, half a half a million or whatever to plants to try to you know, make sure the stocks and all the stores. And like so like Target, all their vinyls are red. So like no one could do any colored vinyl on red to like 2023 and stuff. And then like <laughs> – so all like the major labels, they'll print like they're saying like the Fleetwood Mac albums just get pressed like nonstop, which is ridiculous because you could find the album for like a dollar online. But like yeah. if you, you know keep repressing that, so all those got pushed overseas. So everything overseas is backlog with like Fleetwood Mac albums while they're pressing the Dell in America. So it's a mess. So yeah, I don't know the uh, the Juggalo vinyl collection might be in a standstill for a while unless they got some in early here. Yeah, does that mean that we can't make our uh, our red version of our Seven inch that we wanted to do. I don't know that. I think that one in Detroit will do some small batches, especially on um, if you use like their leftover pellets, pellet pellets, color pellets. You kind of <laughs> so might pellets? not get just solid red, but you could get like a reddish hue one. So we'll see. Maybe we could pull it, it off. Maybe a nice pink. <laughs> yeah, the pink has to be solid pink for that <laughs> for that forty five. We ever anyway, <laughs> we're getting way ahead of ourselves. There's That's right. nonsense abound and. Oh, do we have any other nonsense? Usually we uh, string this out to be some uh, some fun stuff, but I guess you're Adele talk, kind of. <laughs> Sidetracked you. So just remember, yeah. enter, review on Apple, retweet on Twitter, and tagging a friend on Instagram. Those are the three ways. That's a pretty concise way to do it. I'm proud of you. Um, I'm here. I'm a worker. You are. You're the social <laughs> a, media guru. I'm a real hardworking man. <laughs> You are. People think that just because you're working from home means you're not working, but that's not true. Mm-hmm. And this week I was working double time because I had a sick kid in between it, so. <laughs> double time. So you were doing what you were sp- – <laughs> that's not a job. That's doing what you're supposed to be doing. It's taking care of your family. <laughs> Don't talk about my family. <laughs> that's another podcast. Sorry. All right. So we are here. As everyone knows, we go through an album – Song by song, uh, whether you have been down with a clown since 91, or if you just picked up Yum Yum Lore, if you're somewhere in between those two, you can come here, juggle or not, and learn about an album, one song at a time. And as you know, this season we're talking about Twisted's Most Tasteless, and as we said, this is episode 13, we are talking 85 bucks an hour, I'd say a pretty iconic song. Uh, I mean, everyone of that era, I think, knew it. I think it's very sing-songy, sing-along. Mm-hmm. Most people can remember all of the lyrics, because uh, maybe we'll get into that. But it, it's very catchy, I, I would mm-hmm. say. Very mixtapeable. Like, you know, you're burning a CD for a party or a friend. That seems like that is a track that kind of fits that. Party track. Uh, Which, by the way, <laughs> if you find us on Spotify, we also we had a Season of the Pumpkin uh, Halloween vibe playlist recently and now we have a juggalo house party playlist so oh man that, that is true if you go to our website which is juggalo rewind.com that's over on the right hand side we have a i'll break it up a little more we only have one link right now but i'll break it up into each playlist if if it'll let me 
Yeah, right that's now we good, only have a couple, but that's a good one, I think. We got some some deep cuts, some, but they're all jams for a, if you want to have a nice party, a little t- tailgate pregame for a, a show or something. I'm uh, looking at it right now. Have you added anything to it in the last added, uh, couple I added, days? I added a couple uh, this morning. For those of you who don't find the link and you're just going right through Spotify, if you put Juggalo Rewind into your little search bar, it should come up as the podcast, and then there'll be one below that that says Profile. You uh, click on the profile, and then See All Playlists, and I'm looking at four of them right now, and Juggalo House Party. Uh, I think I added so. Oh, man. Yeah, you added a couple bangers there. That's good. Oh, yeah. I like. Uh, I, I put some good additions there this week, too. So Yeah, you um, had some uh, good Esham cuts, which we didn't. I didn't think to put in there, so that was yeah. nice. A boondocks track? I can't believe you forgot about that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I was just thinking of the main two, you know, because you know, the albums we've been discussing. Well, we've only discussed one, but the albums we've uh, discussed and thought of discussing have been just the two so far. What about the oddities theme you didn't put in there? <laughs> I didn't think of that. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, so yeah, that's a good point that I didn't mention before. Going to Spotify, checking our playlists. I've been making one on my own that I've been waiting to share with you and with everyone in a later episode, so we'll talk about that uh, maybe in a couple weeks here. So I'll spring that on you. I didn't want to, uh, I don't want to let you in on it. I want to surprise (laughs) you on live on air. So, oh man. Yeah, it's a good one. I think it's a good one, and I just added to it today, and I think it'll make a long episode already longer, so <laughs> be on the lookout for that, because we are the people who take a 37-second song, 37 second song and make an hour-long episode, so <laughs> what are we going to do for a long song? Who knows? 85 bucks an hour, that's what we're here for. We're going to jump right in. The producer of this track, Mike E. Clark. I don't think that's a surprise. We got a track that ICP jumps on, and it's a Mike Clark song, right? Yeah, but I mean, talk about a Mike Clark song, and they just phone it in. Like, I think anyone could have done this beat. He's just like, let me take this and just loop it over and over again. That's hilarious. We'll get, <laughs> we'll I mean, get back to there's that. There's nothing wrong but, with it. I don't think they were trying to do anything elaborate with it, but... <laughs> You're right. To say it's like, <laughs> this isn't going on like Mike Clark's demo. If he's going right. to try out for something, he's like, oh, did you see what I did? Kid Rock yeah. like, you're the one that did 85 bucks an hour, right? Come on and do all summer long with me. I like the way you sample that shit. <laughs> yeah, you, you're a master sampler. You took one and a half seconds of something and just looped it a thousand <laughs> times. Oh, he had a little, yeah. little drums in the back, I think. He did. He dropped it for two <laughs> seconds. Look at that. I don't even have a beat. Or I don't even have a whatever. Anyway. See, once you start doing it, you just want to keep singing the song. That's you do. Song I, I can't <laughs> stop. Time on this track, three minutes and 17 seconds. That's a shorty. For, it's finally, finally a normal length. <laughs> feels like we've gone through a lot of lengthy tracks here, and this is getting back to normal. Track number, as we said, this is episode 13, so this is track number 13 on the original Most Tasteless. And it made it to the reissue at number eight. So wait, uh, what does it come after on the reissue? What's the what? What 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 track does it come after on the reissue? I didn't know. Oh, that I didn't. Uh, not like the, the last spot. time you asked me. I actually yeah. <laughs> like I knew it off the top of my head because it was so goddamn ridiculous. 
But I could look it up here while you uh, while you banter about something. Like no, the new I, Adele I found CD. it now. It oh. comes on after How Does It Feel? So how does it feel into this? So here's the question. Which which goes better? How does it feel into Shane Afraid or how does it feel into 85 bucks? Which do you prefer? <sighs> I don't know. Probably, probably She Ain't Afraid, honestly. I think it's kind of weird. Again, I haven't listened to the reissue front to back in forever. Yeah, we need to do that before we end the season, you know? Yeah, but it just seems weird of it going, like, from Jamie saying, you know, migraine, headache, my stomach hurts, into Jay's intro to 85 bucks an hour. I think the way it scratches, though, it kicks into, like, because this is a very... This track doesn't, we'll get to it later, how it doesn't really fit with this. So when the record scratches, I feel like maybe jumping into this song makes more sense. Yeah, it maybe. goes, the speed continues, because how does it feel? You know, you're, you're rolling around on a train, it's like chugging along, and then it cuts off. And then this one, you know, kicks in fast for She Ain't Afraid. Talk, talks about how Tina's looking mighty fine naked for 30 <laughs> seconds uh, before a song starts. 30 seconds? You wish it was 30 <laughs> seconds. That's all I need of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all he needed of Tina. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. We're going to have to listen to the reissue front to back. I think I like it on the original. I like it towards the end. I don't know if I... But do you still have it up? What comes after this on the reissue? So first day out comes after it on the reissue. And as we know, this it comes right before Renditions of Reality on the original. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I feel like... I think I like the uh, the original placement. I don't know if I like the so the, the national reissue. the reissue. You don't have the two smoke break skits, so this feels like it replaces the smoke breaks as like an intermission in the tracks. Yeah, uh, hold that thought because I think we can bring that up a little later. But that's a that's a good point of how you how you bring that up or how you phrase that. Obviously, because it's a Mike Clark song, it's not on the famed demo tape they didn't play it on the house of horrors tour but if we're skipping ahead a little bit they did play it live like this has been played live which i think is kind of ridiculous uh it doesn't seem like a live track uh they they have done live versions of it so i I can't remember if i've seen it live with everyone or with just them so as i'm sitting here trying to stop the dog from licking uh (laughs) I did a little research, and I may or may not be wrong or right, and someone may correct us, but I saw that they performed it live at the 17 gathering after the Wizard of the Hood set. Oh, really? Yeah, which is kind of ridiculous. I I wouldn't have thought. Hope you liked it. Hey, you know what, guys? What up? Why are we out here? Yeah. Why are we doing a little something, something? Man, what the fuck do you want to do, man? There's so many songs we can possibly do. Let's see if anybody knows this one. Chilling at the studio, 85 bucks an hour. So hurry up and do a beat, Mike. Come on. Right when that happened, I remember watching a video of that set, 
but mm-hmm. I didn't realize that they all stayed on stage and did more songs together. Is that on? Because I know they put the DVD out and that you could find that online to watch. So I've seen, I don't think I've ever watched the full show maybe, but yeah, I'm curious if the extra set or whatever at the end is on there. Yeah, I don't know. Isn't, uh, isn't that kind of hard to find or isn't that expensive? I don't know. I, don't know. I swore the, at least the Wizard of the Hood performance is like floating around on YouTube. Yeah, there's there's things out there. I just during my research I noticed that uh this was done there and I suspect that was probably the last time it was done, oh, <laughs> especially yeah. with all of them. I mean, I, that's the last also, time they all performed together, right? I would assume so. You um had to be performed together probably. Was that before or after Twisted showed up at the Juggalo Day? The I was Ringmaster just going to say show. that Ringmaster show. That was That had to either be like also? The, Either like the year of or the year after, you know, like yeah, in the I same like six the month same period. Man, but they weren't all. On, they definitely weren't all on stage at the same time. So, uh, yeah, I'd say this is the last time that was performed. That was 2000, together. 2016. Was, was the Ringmaster show. show? I also did a little crack research, and again, I maybe it was too quick. Maybe I didn't do all the research I should have done. <laughs> I don't think they did this on the most tasteless tour. From a couple of years ago. Oh, really? Uh, Which is like, real because on both albums. I know. Like, and again, I could be wrong. My quick listen of a live Most Tasteless show from, was that 2016? I think that tour was. Um, it went right from, it, it skipped over it. It went right to Renditions of Reality from, uh, what was last week's? Um, Smoke Break. Week's, yeah, what was before that? Uh, what uh, the fuck? Yeah. So I, unless they went out of order, because I know they went out of order a little bit for the, uh, for the reissue tracks. So Mm -hmm. I could be wrong, but if I am, then so be it. Someone will correct us. Yeah. Someone who's been on that, been to that tour, let us know. I guess it'd be kind of weird to do it. I mean, you could just do both, you know, both your verses, but that's super quick and yeah, it's, it's strange. I'm stupid. You're smart. I was wrong. You were right. You're the best, I'm the worst. Uh, You're very good looking, I'm not attractive. All right. As long as you're willing to admit that now. I also in that as I was looking that up, why didn't we go to that Detroit show? I don't know. That was just like uh, majestic or something, right? It was a fright fest. That was a hollow, hollow, or a. Devil's Night show? Yes. Like, why didn't yeah. we go? Because I, I, I haven't been to a Halloween in a while. I usually miss them because of trick-or-treating and just, you know, by the time I never, you know, think I'm going to make it. But I usually always make the Twisted show because that's the night before. So it's and strange that, that was the one we, <laughs> we missed. I know. Wasn't that before Ivan? Well, when, when you're, what year was Ivan born? Yeah, that was before Ivan was born, too. Yeah, like, what the fuck were we doing? It was the year before he was born, so I don't know why I didn't go to either of them. <laughs> 
I know. It's very strange. I just found a flyer for that tour, and I'm like, huh. I didn't realize this was in Detroit on well, we kind of discussed Night. that in the, uh, the intro, the pilot episode, where we discuss how you kind of go in waves where you're, like, really paying attention, and then you're not paying attention. So maybe it was just that time frame where we weren't really plugged in. Yeah. I don't know. I, to not go to a show like that, I don't know how we wouldn't have been. But well, you used um, to always hate on most tasteless anyway, so you're probably like, I'm not going to that. Who, you did? Yeah, I know. You That's did. crazy. <laughs> I was like, that album's fire, and you'd always be shitting on it to me. <laughs> I don't remember that happening at all. You're <laughs> making this up. You're the one that wanted to skip over this entire CD, and I wanted to go track by track. I, 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 I pitched it as an album. Uh, episode but I, I like this format it's working so kudos so far to, so to good. the brains behind the show <laughs> <laughs> we you're, all you're have our props parts. you're getting props like k fresh had last week yeah i'm <laughs> gonna hurt my <laughs> arm <laughs> patting my back <laughs> oh so what else is going on in this song uh we'll just get right to this because it's not changed at all as we said it's on both versions of most tasteless it's also on forgotten freshness volume two which is the double album one and two Uh, it can be found on the great malenko 20th anniversary cd and it can also be found on icp's old shit cd did you just crack a beer over there no i don't know what that was um i forgot about the old shit compilation I never yeah, I do not. I, I don't it. own that. Do you? No, I don't. I can't tell you the last like I bought that Riddle Box anniversary CD just because it was like, oh, this is cool. Like if you're doing these box sets, and then other than that, I couldn't tell you the last CD I bought, especially a compilation like that. That's just like haphazardly yeah. put together. I don't think. I mean, it's a cool idea, but I don't think anything on it was like. I don't want to say worthwhile for like a, an older fan to buy everything you've had in two or three spots. Like you've just mentioned. Yeah. Like, Oh wow. They have 85 bucks an hour. Real cool. Like the, the, within the days of Spotify or even just like making your own CDRs that right. I don't know if anything on that CD made you jump out and buy it. That's a whole nother discussion, but it seemed like the juggalo world, even now to this day still puts out CDs at a pace that no one else outside of like country music can do, you know? Like, everyone yeah, just kind of stopped buying CDs, but I feel like the Juggalo world still, I mean, not like they used to, I'm sure, but they still put out a decent amount of CDs. I mean, that I've seen pre-orders coming in for the last Unlikely Prescription and Bedlam Yum Yum or whatever. Both yeah. of them had CD, people posting CDs, so I think they still do well compared to the vast majority of artists right now with that. I mean, I like a physical CD, but I just not a song that has been on well, four yeah, different definitely. things. But I think that's why they kept putting out that type of stuff especially whenever that came out it was still probably selling at a decent amount so let's try to get as much as we can out of these and it's uh pretty well documented and we'll touch on that here in a little bit that putting it on forgotten freshness was more of a an advertisement for twisted to the average icp fan you know uh People nationally may not have known who they were, but they pick this CD up and they're like, oh, who are these guys? Oh, who's Misery? So who's Project Born? Like, mm-hmm. it, it's more of a, an advertisement for what else is going on back home. So yeah, I, I, I get why they did that. That's right. I 100% first heard that song was Forgotten Freshness, too, because that came out before the reissue. And the reissue I you know, got before I went back and bought the original. Yeah, so you're uh, you're part of the problem, not part of the solution. 
was 20 years ago, man. What do you want from me? <laughs> I want you to admit your sins and your mistakes. <laughs> the only sin I recognize is the lead singer of Zug Island. <laughs> Soon to be replaced by Vinny from Spun. <laughs> uh, they had some... Uh, let's, we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> we'll talk about that in the season many, many years down the line. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Do we want to jump right into it? We're jumping right into the song, right? Yo. It's time. It's time for the dive. But before we get into the lyrics, do we want to talk about this hot beat? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> You're like, oh, God, yeah. I, I like the beat. And at that time, like, as uh, as they say, it's played out, especially at that point. But the original song the original sample years back 1972's lynn collins think about it produced by james brown i believe it said I'm imagining though Mike Clark just ripped that Rob bass. It takes two beat, which is like sped up a little bit compared to the original. Right. Um, that's like, I'm guessing that's all he did. Um, but that was everywhere. Like Snoop Dogg used that. The boom, woo, boom, yeah. <laughs> I've missed that. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite part of the episode right there. We've missed out on that. So it's a good yeah. one to sing along to. It is. Uh, and it's so well known. Just uh, looking on who sampled for that original song, the Think About It by Lynn Collins. Oh, God, that's fun. I didn't even think to go that far. but Yeah, how, yeah, many, so- this- how many songs do you think says it's been sampled by? Oh, the way you said it, pro- uh, 27. Uh, 3,030. Oh, my, come on. <laughs> you got... Just like we're going to go really quick for a few. You got It Takes Two, Rob Bass, Jay Dilla, Ash Rockin', Ain't No Fun by Snoop Dogg, Soul Paul by Kanye, Jamie XX had Gosh, Lost in the Woods by Kanye, uh, Fergie had one, Call the Jewel or Run the Jewels had one. Yeah, Immortal Techniques. Uh, and that's all off the original. Yeah, I mean, I, it- I imagine some probably, like I said, I think Mike Clark probably just ripped, a, a, you know, hip hop. The Rob Bass one. Yeah. yeah, Children's Story by Slick Rick, Two Life Crew. Mad Lib, everywhere. <laughs> it's a who's who of the rap scene right there. So, yeah. That's interesting. Um, I didn't even think to look that far, but you're right. That's that's a good call that everyone was pulling that. Yeah, I mean, like, just just through, like, 90, like eight, late 80s to, like, when this came out, late 90s, it's just, like, a gauntlet of hip-hop songs that had it. Do you, do you see 85 bucks an hour on that list? I mean, it is, yeah. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> Hell is. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Mike Clark's a well-esteemed producer, even if he just kind of ran with the, the basic beat on this one. Yeah, I mean, he it was just at his studio. It doesn't mean he had to, like, create it. They could have just, right. you know, needed well, something. We, so. As we'll discuss, this is kind of just a uh, um, party throwaway. It's uh, like the psychopathic ciphers before they did, were doing the ciphers, you know? That's actually kind of funny. That's a very good analysis. Good job. <laughs> See, that's what I'm here for. 
<laughs> Broadcast journalist. I'm like the Kurt Herbstreit of Juggalo <laughs> culture. I thought you were going to say the, um, uh, <laughs> it was the MTV News guy, the original one. Kurt Loder? Kurt Loder. <laughs> yeah, Kurt Loder. <laughs> Kirk Herbstreit, Kurt Loder, whatever. <laughs> They're both assholes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so that's the beat. Obviously, it's just the same, like, two seconds looped over and over and over again. And they kind of uh, they kind of mention that in the song, but it's obviously apparent what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, lyrics. Do we want to just go, like, person by person here and kind of pull anything that we need to pull? Yeah, let's start with, uh, I'm not his homie, so I can't call him shithead. We'll just call him Violent J. <laughs> So you think other people call him shithead? I mean, he says to my homies, they call me shithead. <laughs> I think you should walk up to him and say, what's up, shithead? <laughs> what's up, shithead? <laughs> I, I put my boys on a track even though they suck. D- dissing him already. Dissing him <laughs> on their own CD. I thought he's just dissing his boy Dave here comes in for a second. If that's how you want to think, then that's what you think. <laughs> Uh, uh, obviously, I think you just like you just like you like poking the you know like stirring the pot. That's what you like doing. You like the controversy. I'm here for the friends. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say you're here for the factual information. Not the, <laughs> that too. Yeah, you're, you're full of factual information. Obviously, I, it, it maybe it would have been funnier if they like put someone real, like a real. Um, psychopathic employee in there but yeah it's just a throwaway like dave everyone knows a dave you know yeah, that's what i was like curious that. if it actually was a voice of someone but it just yeah it doesn't sound like yeah, it just yeah, sounds like, like some asshole <laughs> like who was around at that time pickles isn't that a name <laughs> yeah you're looking at like tom dub uh Serious squeaky <laughs> likes diamond <laughs> um uh who else was around that era uh patrick Patrick. Um, I used to have a Patrick shirt from GCW. Yes. Uh, I'm Billy Bill, Jump Steady, Rude Boy. Now I'm just going down the list of GCW wrestlers. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you had like your just common, commonly known people. But yeah, this is just a, I assume, just a throwaway. What else is in his, uh, what else can we pull out of his lyrics here? It's interesting. He's calling out that his shit went gold. He's got fat knots and you're still flying in parking lots. So he's saying that his albums are going gold while you're still at shows putting flyers in people's windshields. Which if you're at any shows around town, you might find some of our flyers old school style. (laughs) That's true. We like to go old school. We have stickers and flyers and hotlines. You know what I do like about this? Um, Just kind of a little funny little note is uh, he talks about how he's uh, on a record deal with Island, so he can't rap on this. So it's mm-hmm. you know on psychopathic originally, but then it winds up being an Island track that he's uh, yeah. saying that on. Just kind of funny little little note there. He also says that like he's really gonna get in trouble. Like anyone's really <laughs> gonna, gonna listen care. to this shit. No, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I just meant from the record label. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible. I knew it. It's all coming out. I, I also laugh. I don't even know like what he's referencing when he's like, what the fuck was that? Like, it just sounds so legit. Like he's <laughs> caught off guard by something and yeah, just I, says it. Uh, so, uh, I'll say it. You think it's staged? It, well, yeah, obviously I think it's staged. <laughs> I, I think it's funny 
that everyone else's verses are straight through, right? And maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, there's no, like, no hiccups in the beat, no, like, going acapella. It's all straight through. Mm-hmm. But Jay's has two instances of post-production. Everyone else just went straight through, and his was clearly thought out and fixed afterwards, which is fine. Like, I like shit like that, where it's, we've said before, like, if you say you're going acapella, you drop the beat, or I mm-hmm. like how beat goes up and down, or it changes. It's just, you know, he's got the final word, and he made his verse sweeter than everyone else's, so. See, I think that actually, that might have been real, because he at that point, he goes off track, and like, as he says, nothing doesn't even rhyme, and then he kicks back in, because he says, fuck it, leave it in, that shit is fat. And then he says, you know, heard eight times, this shit don't even rhyme. And then he says another line where he says it's still fat. So I feel like maybe something happened. He, you know, didn't know what to say and he just hit the fat line and then he got back on track with what he wrote and hit fat again. After you really think, him. you really think that he could freestyle that? <laughs> he didn't freestyle anything. As he says, it doesn't even rhyme. He just says, you heard this beat eight times, it's still freaking. And if you notice, my shit don't even rhyme. And then he kicks back into what he wrote. So I feel like maybe... Maybe something happened between those four lines there. That was just, you know, and after that, he, he gets back on track. That's all I'm saying. You are so deep in the spooky season that you really <laughs> believe that. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> you touch the flower and you're totally on. <laughs> I'm just saying because it, it sounds funny like he's legit laughing at it. He did a good job. I, I'm, I agree. They do... A very all of them. The whole this whole era is very good with like the storytelling and post production. Like that stuff is really good. I like things like that. But there's no fucking way that he did that just on the fly. I'm just saying, maybe maybe he had those those two lines there, and then after that, because it you know it kind of stops when he says it don't even rhyme, and then it kind of gets back on track. So I don't know. That's also that, that's the other one, like where he says. <laughs> Look at that. Like, the beat skips. It stops, and then it picks back up. Like, yeah, that's another... Yeah, he yeah, maybe, totally... Maybe he fucked up there, though, and he stopped and was like, let no. me rewrite some things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he went back in the studio and was like, hey, Mike, hey, Mike let me uh, re-record that. <laughs> I like that he, he got the grizzled voice even back in 98. He's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> He did uh, have a cold, though, so could have been. That's true. That's true. I hope he was wearing a mask. <laughs> I have a cold and I stayed home and he has a cold and he's spitting on the microphone that everyone else is using. Different times back then, man, they were sharing drinks in the studio, passing joints. <laughs> it's true. Uh, maybe it's when he fucked up and he got extra lines is why his verse is infinitely longer than everyone else's. <laughs> I mean, that is very bizarre on an album that's not his. I do admit that. <laughs> It's very Tony Schiavone <laughs> putting your chair he's, up higher than everyone else. He's like Hogan. He opens the show and he closes the show. <laughs> he does. It's very 97 uh, Nitro. So after his verse, we go into what we call a, uh, I don't even know what you call this, the chorus, which is uh, him fu- or them fucking with the phone book. <laughs> which class, This is classic psychopathic though, right? Especially in this time. Yeah, yes. I uh, this is what they do and how they do it. This is, uh, I would say they're no, not known for this, but yeah, they're, they're, 
they always have stuff like this on their CDs, right? Whether it's a, an interlude or a prank call, mm-hmm. if you will. So um, this is a real, you're going to at least agree with me on this, is a real prank call to, is that uh, the they're calling? Oh, that I don't know. Uh, who, I don't know who they're calling. I don't know if that's... Uh, I couldn't tell if it sounded like Alex Abyss or not, but they're, they're definitely prank calling someone at the office, right? That's feels real. Possible. Uh, the second one definitely is someone at the office. This one, I don't know. I don't know who they're calling. But oh yeah, because this one, the second one's one I'm thinking of. This one's just like it sounds like a random person. Who's who's this? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is uh, talking about Slim Anus down at the cannery. Which you know, Slim Anus debuting before it becomes the feud, right? This is just like they're using it as a. Uh, derogatory term not as like an actual diss at Eminem because at that point correct yeah kind of funny yeah yeah it's uh an early early showing for the old uh Slim Anus so Slim Anus Uh, is technically two characters in the Juggle universe here we go he works at the cannery and he's also the fake Eminem years later (laughs) so we have two Slim Anuses that live in the Juggalo universe yes he's friends with Dick Shooter And Harry Sachs. <laughs> Harry Sachs, please. <laughs> Such fucking childish humor. It's so good. <laughs> and why are we laughing about it 20 years later? <laughs> uh, Sachs? Hello? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> why do you think that's so funny? I don't, it's, I've, it's like jerky boy shit. Like people have reactions. Hello? Hello? <laughs> I'm so like, confused by it. <laughs> <laughs> like, not even hanging up. I'm just gonna like ask again. Hello, like, maybe I'll figure yeah. out who this is. <laughs> yeah, like shit's gonna change. This is where shit changed. God, we talked about this a long time ago too. Like, I'm not even picking up the phone if someone doesn't answer my hello in like half a second. Right. Click. Like, I'm not entertaining this if someone calls me. But. <laughs> Gone in the days of prank calling local Italian restaurants, like we did at the Michigan Games. <laughs> What did your brother used to, to call? What did he used to ask for? So after, after the Michigan games, we'd be hanging out all excited. And my brother was a wee lad at the time. I was like seven, eight, nine. I don't know. Hey, hey, give me an order of dick cheese sticks. We don't serve those here. Hey, I want to order of dick cheese sticks. And the guy would just stay. So we all worked there back in the day. We all knew him. And he would stay in the line for the longest time, like during busy Saturday night, entertaining this little kid. Eventually, the hostess would end, answer, and she'd be like, he, he's not here. She's like, I know he's there. I need to talk to him. Or <laughs> asked the hostess, so she gave the, gave him the phone. And he goes, hey, give me some dick cheese sticks. <laughs> Why is that so funny? I have no idea. It's the same thing as this. Stupid childish humor, like dick and ball uh, jokes. Speaking of balls, to- <laughs> here comes Mr. J.D. Madrox with a couple of fat ones. He's got fat balls. See? They're fat enough where you can tuck See, them up and over. We're learning the mystery throughout the season that it's not the size of the penis that was a problem. It's his balls that are very large. <laughs> it's if they look, um, it's disproportionate. It doesn't matter how big the penis is. If the right. balls are so big, then. Grapefruits, know. pal. <laughs> oh, all right. This so is guess we're. Oh. Unless you had something else on the skit, I, sorry. I, I, I did, but it's okay. We can we can forge ahead. That's not a big deal. Uh, let's go into Jamie Madrox's uh, eight seconds of uh, verse on his own CD. Um, <laughs> it's fire, though. He, he comes hot. This entire thing. He does. I hope he would never urinate in a motel hall. I hope I know, that was real. 
Uh, but the next couple <laughs> animal. That's, like that's, why they, that's why they had to leave. That's why they had to shut down the old Astro Hotel. Oh. And Jamie's walking around pissing in the halls everywhere. It was probably more like Jake the Snake was doing it. <laughs> Someone was, I'm sure. Ben Margera was probably doing it. <laughs> so we got a couple uh, lines here that reference some some old ideas or old, what do you call it, um, uh, uh, incidences that right. maybe the young Juggalos don't know. Uh, you've done some research on this. Do you want to talk about what they're talking about? Yeah, so I don't even know. Like, I'm trying to remember... If I ever put this together, definitely at the time I didn't. When he says, "You ain't seen me wearing a damn thing, green bitch," that's referring to uh, the Waffle House brawl they got into, which you've, I think, most of us at least seen the bug shots where they looking real. Shaggy's looking real sweet, sweet arrow Shaggy with the crazy dreadlocks and stuff. Yeah, um, but ICP twisted in misery, and then a few others. I didn't fully recognize some of them, but all their mug shots from the brawl, which um, was Madrash, that was a. Was Psycho Realm in there, too? So it wasn't like Be Real, but it was like the rest of them, right? Maybe, yeah, because there's a few others that were just kind of random. But I've seen it was an old 2000 Fago Lovers uh, interview with Madrox, and he's discussing it. And I was reading him saying that he'd have an oversized green hat that he'd wear that was like a joke they'd all laugh about, and someone was like getting annoyed and pissed at it at the Waffle House. So like... They ensued into a giant brawl, got arrested, and he said they were kind of like in a drunk tank, like an overnight tank, and they were just all cracking jokes about the hat that had got him into this giant brawl. But you, the the mug shots, at least at the time, was a fa- you know the famous kind of first photos of all them without makeup. I feel like, right? Yeah, that's definitely a look behind the curtain of like, oh my god, this is what they look like. Yeah. Um, now, I don't want to dispute the story because it, this is highly possible. Was that? the infamous fight or was it one of many fights that they got in on that tour because probably one of many right yeah like i I guess i i didn't go back and like compare the cities but i think i read the same story that you did and they like mentioned the the city but i didn't go back and spot check it to where the mug shots were from i just i I don't know I, i feel like that could have happened in more more times in that era that they were just fighting. Oh, sure. like. But I think the mugshot, like if the newspaper clipping does say whatever Waffle House it is, like it mentions the Waffle House in there, if that's the same incident. Right. Well, I'm sure we'll be posting that. You're you're just itching to put that up on social media. <laughs> I'm trying to find a photo of him in this elusive green hat. That's what I want to see. Was it like a pimp that- hat? Was it a baseball hat? What was it? That's a good question. Uh, put that on the final tab of our uh, spreadsheet. <laughs> Questions? <laughs> yes. Mr. Madrox, what kind of hat w- were you indeed wearing? Madrox, how big are your balls and what kind of green hat was it? These yeah. are the things we need to know. <laughs> What's bigger, your your hat or your dick? <laughs> <sighs> All right. They give props we've, to the lyrical Tom Do- Well, no, go ahead. What? Well, we've discussed this you know, multiple times throughout this, but again, Madrox, <laughs> Madrox is dead. <laughs> that we have, <laughs> but uh, Madrox again runs away with like riding the beat over everyone on this for sure. He's just you just bob along to him with the beat, like he he nails it. Yeah, he is definitely what they call a lyricist and an MC. <laughs> he's he's definitely flowing on it a lot better. Though Jay does a pretty good job. I'll give it to him. You know, sometimes Jay is sometimes Jay's in his own world on a beat, and this one he, he did pretty well. 
Yeah, there's also eras where Shaggy just kind of like talks. It <laughs> has no regard for the beat whatsoever. But that, he gets a pass. I think, Shaggy just does whatever he wants, and I think everyone's okay with it. That also comes and goes. I feel like I don't know what makes him do it, but then he just comes back and he's like very, very good. And then he goes back to just talking. Like he wasn't even he didn't even have his headphones on in the booth. You know? <laughs> I think he always I, excels at like these type of beats, like very traditional hip-hop sounding beats like his mm-hmm. solo stuff you know kind of have that i think any yeah. track like that he usually really kind of runs with but like some of the more rock and especially nowadays they're a lot more like uh i feel like a lot of it's like 80s sounding a lot of the new stuff and i feel like that doesn't yeah. really mesh well with his style the, the, they're not all lyrical like the lyrical tom dub that's for sure <laughs> a little nod too to future uh the first uh go round of those two leaving right that is correct. He uh, he worked for Psychopathic, if people don't know. Um, whatever he did, flunky, uh, <laughs> tour manager, whatever you call him. And then... Uh, GCW, he, not GCW, JCW superstar. <laughs> yes. And then when Twisted was trying to make their own record label, he was going along with them to the point that he tattooed their logo on the side of his fucking head. Which uh, is not even the logo now, so he just has the most obscure random logo on his head. That is correct. I wonder what he's up to nowadays. Uh, he was on from. one of uh, ICP's Patreon deals. Oh, really? Yeah, That's he was good. on there like, uh, what do you call it? Um, like where they had people on stage, like it was a, a Oh, like a talk show? Yeah. Oh, man. See, I missed a lot of that stuff. I wish you could like go back and find it like somewhere. Uh, I'll... We'll talk later. <laughs> okay. Uh, so then we get to Monoxide's verse. Uh, also very short, much like his counterpart, Mr. Madrox. Um, almost like one one verse together there, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, now, is this true? Is uh, Does he really have a hearing problem in his right ear? Is that something that is uh, factual or just... It seems like it. Why does it seem like it? What makes you say that? Because this, the scene. Well, I guess, I guess at that point, is it Madrox also urinating in hotel? Oh, so. <laughs> does I his just, character have it, or is I was gonna say him. this. Uh, this song feels like we've, we, you know, we've said which ones are story songs and characters. This feels like it's just them, you know, BSing in the studio and they're really talking about themselves. So I think it's true. So, so you think he really slaps hoes and calls them bitches to their face? <laughs> That's just a figure of speech in the 90s, different times. <laughs> uh, it's a different time, different time. <laughs> I don't think there's much with his verse, right? Just, it kind of puts that he's a, a cigarette smoker. And that's yeah. front and center. That's his gimmick, getting getting engraved here. He can't even spell out his name because he needs a cigarette. <laughs> and then we get to the next skit if you will interlude mm-hmm. um some is so that, this the one i thought was alex maybe he's calling it could be oh like, yeah anyone picking up the phone at the office is, is that madrox that's doing the voice yeah i think so or is that Sounds... monoxide uh i don't know now i need to go back you and listen, listen to it again <laughs> yeah uh i'm assuming that's madrox but it sounds more like monoxide's like what do you call it uh, his big money hustlers. That's true. Character. Yeah, maybe it's monoxide because that's definitely more like a little poot, right? Is that who he was? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Good call, <laughs> L- little poot. 
<laughs> and so here's another character for your Juggalo canon as most aisles. Yeah, I love the I love the mythical cre- creatures, the, myth- <laughs> the mythology of all these fake characters in the Juggalo universe. It's my favorite thing. Again, whoever they're calling, if it's Alex Abyss or not, he, he also stays in line halfway through. Who's this? Like, yeah, way too long. Hello. <laughs> I love that the answer to who's this is word up, son. <laughs> I got all my people's on 1 800 and Crenshaw. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, we're coming hard. <laughs> bring it. <sighs> bring it, right? Isn't that what it starts going? Yeah, yeah then, then it goes it's, to the next part. It's nice, short, and sweet. It fits. You, know, you don't get bogged down by the phone calls. They kind of just that, break it up a little bit for you. That's true. And then it goes right into uh, Mr. Shaggy Two Dopes verse, where he spends the first two lines <laughs> telling you who he is with multiple <laughs> names. I, he, he has a alternate character, Guido, with a sh- nickname, Guidi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the only time that they call him Guidi. Well, he just says sometimes, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, once, never, sometimes. It's all the same. Talking about his nuts, stretching him, shaking his hips. Camel Clutch, nice wrestling reference. Yeah, some more wrestling. It's a nice little short verse from, from Shaggy. His is the shortest, I'd say, out of the three, right? Well, maybe because he gets pushed out of the way, and who comes back? <laughs> hey, Violent J is back to make you come, smile more. If he's coming back, I love the visual of him picking up deer shit on Belle Isle. <laughs> I just see him with like the, like the pooper scooper, just like pushing it in with a broom, walking around the little wooded area on Belle Isle. <laughs> he lets his nut, nut sack drag on the tile floor, too, so they got uh, a lot two, of nuts swinging in this. Yeah, two giant nuts. Oh, man. That's three, three giant, giant nuts. Three nuts. Four, because Harry, Harry Sacks himself shows up for a second. <laughs> for a second. <laughs> <sighs> Jay talking about his gold coming in piles again. He's just talking about how rich he is and how big his balls are. Is this uh, when did Golden Goldies drop? Before or after this? Isn't before. This kind of uh, before this, because that was when Malink—that's uh, when Malinka went gold. No, okay. no riddle box, which is reference. Yeah, out. no, no. There was. Now you're putting me on the spot. I <laughs> no, it was before that. It was it was riddle box. Yeah, what are we doing that at the season? Golden Goldies. Oh, get out of my way! <laughs> Thirteen I'll, mile. Thirteen mile. I'll record that right now. <laughs> See, that's why we got me Patreon, so we could do that. Now you got me fucking thrown off on that, because I think they did it twice. Two different I, ones? I should know. No, not two different ones, but two different, like, parties. Okay. Because uh, the one that, like, the, the picture that you always see is a Malenko-style uh, graphic, if you mm-hmm. will, but... Uh, I think that was the second time, and the original one was in 95. Man, I, I was just Googling, and I totally forgot they put it on CD at the seminar in 2017. Yeah, that's. I think that's kind of hard to find. I don't know. What's really hard uh, to find is the tape. Yeah, the original tape. You got that? Yeah, there's like... I do not. There's only like one or two out there oh you know what that's fine there were one or two out there for a bunch of years and then i think jay auctioned one off 
during that Christmas Patreon deal, mm-hmm. and it was in his uh, like collection of old tapes and CDs. I'm almost positive. That's cool. Yeah, he had some interesting stuff in there. I think that was like the one big one that was like, holy shit, I can't believe that's in there. But again, what do I know? I just, <laughs> I just work here. <laughs> well, yeah, there we go. We went through the lyrics, a little detour for Golden Goldies, but maybe think of it with him bragging about his cash piles. Yeah, lots of gold. Gold, gold, lots <laughs> of gold on 13 Mile. 13 Mile. <laughs> Okay, um, we've talked about the lyrics, we've gone, there's no real history of the track, it's just kind of standing right here. Do we have any kind of, like, uh, lines that live in infamy, you know, things that people remember? I, I kind of feel like the whole thing is very memorable, maybe it's because the beat is so simple and the words are so easy to hear and they're clear and they're, like... As soon as it starts, like, I haven't heard it for 20 years, and I can sing almost the entire right. thing. So it's Definitely. it's memorable in that aspect, but I don't know if it's, like, historically memorable. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the, uh, like you said, you know, they're not even playing it, especially now, not together and stuff. But we we also, is this the same spot to put everlasting Juggalo moments, influences, yep. or whatever? Yep, yep, Is in uh, Madrox with a hat? I got a big head that never fits a hat. I feel like that was, like, referenced a lot post the song yeah i feel like the whole wearing something not wearing something green is like been referenced too um maybe not in songs but i think some people have latched on to that yeah it's weird what people latch on to like <laughs> definitely either that they remember or that they think is like real like it's just it's strange what things catch and what things don't but, yeah yeah, yeah I don't know why that why that one jumped out to me. That I feel like it was like he referenced it again, maybe somewhere else about his head being fat, like for a hat. <laughs> Sounds like a cat cat in a hat, Seuss Doctor Seuss thing. It does well. He is oh, Matt, Madrox discussing cigarette smoke. Was this like the first? I'm I know he's I think secondhand smoke. Is he talking about puff the Newport cigarette? Do you mean monoxide? Yeah, yeah what I say, Madrox. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I, I don't I know. Think, I think just more of the yeah him being the him being the chain smoker and Madrox being pieces. the lyricist yeah and they're they're putting the pieces together of the the gimmick here. I think there's a bunch of things at the beginning of this episode that I said we wanted to go back to and now I totally forgot what they all were. <laughs> uh, the, I did like uh, we were talking about what it, its influence and lasting impact whatever. Like I said, it's their the first time you've heard something that's like a the ciphers they did. In right. The, you know, in the future, this is more of a just straight up. It's not a real freestyle, but like. Well, neither is the cipher, so that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's definitely something that they threw together fast, almost like uh they you know had the album finished and they were hanging on the studio. And I think we discussed this a little bit on the Patreon where they they talk about it that it was Correct. almost going to be a skit or something. So it it felt like something they threw together and then it turned into like like an old school just hanging out, you know, rapping for fun or like you know like a cipher. Right, yeah, so about, this is the first and probably the only time for a while they do something like this till the DJ Clay stuff or the psychopathic ciphers. Agreed. I think you're just you brought everything that I was gonna mention all into one. ICP did talk about this track on their uh, what do you call it um, jam exam on their Patreon, mm-hmm. and you're right. They said they just did it up real quick, and it was meant to be just like an interlude. And it ended up being the full length of a song, so they're just 
they kept it as an entire track. Probably um, because Jay went triple time as everyone. It's also true. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get in on that. I got to talk about that deer shit. <laughs> what about that uh, 85 bucks an hour? Yeah, that was good. That was yeah, good. I mean, that's the, yeah, that's 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 the, I mean, that was the thought process, just like it was with uh, Misery on there, was because, you know what I'm saying, we knew it was going to go out to a bunch of motherfuckers they didn't know who fucking either of them were, you know what I'm saying? Sure. In, in 1998, didn't nobody know who either of them were. Right, you know? right. So that's why we put a track from each of them on the record. 85 bucks an hour is really good because it turned out exactly what we wanted it to be so free it turned out exactly like just a yeah. fucking funny ass song right. with that played out beat that was really played yeah, out I think everybody to, everybody like too? took no longer than like fucking five minutes writing their shit you know what I'm yeah saying? yeah it turned out really exactly like what we wanted it to turn out it turned out better than what we wanted it to turn yeah. out you know mm-hmm. and and now it's supposed to be like a skit song it ended up being so good it's like i think it's a regular length of a song you know yeah, but it's yeah, really we, dope it's, man we did that we used to do that in concert you know what i'm saying this doesn't line up with the timeline but i wonder why wouldn't they have like they could have broken this up on the reissue and replaced the smoke breaks with this you know mm-hmm. or even like the phone calls like fuck the song get rid of the lyrics and i'm surprised they didn't use the the phone calls as little in-betweens to break it up yeah you know what they they could have done like i said take the two phone calls to break up the album like the smoke breaks and then just take those verses and drop them as the hidden track after renditions. Cause there's not a hidden track on the reissue, right? I believe you are correct. Cause that feels like a hidden track, you know, doesn't it? Yeah. It's very just, maybe that's us knowing what they do in the future or like mm-hmm. the end of bizarre, how they have like 18 <laughs> different fucking songs. It's so good. Yeah, that could be a whole season. Here comes Rudy with the drums. Do, 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 do. <laughs> oh, we we're gonna do bizarre, bizarre season. Don't you worry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just I feel like, and they alluded to it that maybe this was made for that, but they thought it came out so well that they decided to just make it a real track. So yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely how it how it feels, especially after hearing him say that. Which. I, I don't know. Now, in retrospect, like I guess it is a nice little pick me up before the next song, which is pretty heavy. But you go from smoke break to this to that, and mm-hmm. maybe the smoke break should have gone before what the fuck, or you know, it's just weird that like you have a break and then you have this and then you go into like the heaviest song on the CD. It's yeah, that's just us in retrospect, you know. Yeah, I think it falls better on the reissue where they put it in the middle there. Yeah, it's a nice little light uh, morsel, nice little mm-hmm. pick-me-up. Probably. I don't know if I like what's before and after it better, but it's uh, it's there. It's all good. It's a nice mm-hmm. little light, light tune for the Juggalo palette. <laughs> a little cleanser before it gets heavy. Yes. Uh, if we're going to get down to it, what's uh, how do you feel? Well, what are you thinking on this CD? Are you... Uh, Tippy top? You you haven't dropped the tippy top in a while. Uh, middle no, of the road. I, well, what are we talking? They uh, they definitely in my in my eyes this album is top heavy. They hit bangers right out the gate, which fitting for you know debut. You want to catch people. I like the track, but for its place on the album, it doesn't fit to me. Like it, it feels like it should be on just forgotten freshness or a hidden track. It shouldn't be. Um, if it is, yeah, it should be like I don't know. Like it fits in the middle more so on the reissue, but still to me, it doesn't, doesn't fit the tone and the vibes of the album. So I put it lower half, but it's not 
it's not low where I'm like, we've discussed like me cleaver. We maybe skip. We don't really, you know, feel that one that much. I still dig this. It just, I dig it in a certain context, but on the album as a whole, I'd say bottom half. Yeah, you're right. It's tough. It's, uh, it's not bad. It's listenable, but it's fun. (laughs) Yeah. When it's, Oh, I dropped my pen. <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> when uh, you're putting it up against all the other ones, it's really hard to say, you know, that it's top of the line. It's, But you're right. It's fun. It's interesting. It's just misplaced here. And I think maybe in our last episode coming up here, we'll either, like, reorganize what we think this album could or should have been. You know, is it... The, the tale of two EPs that got mashed together? Is it just miscommunication of where tracks could have or should have been? But, yeah. Not bad, but not just misplaced, mistimed, maybe. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it fits the tone of the album. Like, the vibes I get from the album, this one doesn't really fit to me. So I hope our longtime listener, Rhino, is happy with us not shitting on it because he <laughs> says that we shit on too many things on this season so there you go we're we're lifting it up you know you, you got to lift everything up around you you lift can't me up <laughs> you can't push everything down to to be to, to raise yourself you got to raise everything up with you and that's what we're doing here raise it up raise it up sorry i so, just want to keep singing songs when i hear <laughs> So I'm thinking we're not talking this in like twisted history, right? Like you're not, uh, you're not putting this in like a, a best of mm. twisted CD, are you? No, as we as we've called it the uh, the CDR, we'd give just an introduction to twisted someone. Right. No, I don't think I picked this, especially with as much as I have, you know, years later. <sighs> like in a time when it came out, and for a handful of albums after this, I think maybe it could have been, but now when the, the amount of albums they have, the amount of different sounds they have, I feel like it's lost in that aspect. I- I may take a route that you're not going to believe. <laughs> you're going to take it. It, it. Now I'm changing my own game. If it's a CD of Twisted that you're giving to someone that's never heard them, I may put it on there. But if okay. it's my top 72 minutes of Twisted <laughs> history, no. So I guess when we when we finally finish this, do we have to have two CDRs? Do we have to have the CDR, but we we personally think is our favorite twisted, and then what's the CD we would give somebody? No, I don't think so. <laughs> we just have to decide which route we're going. I know we've gone <laughs> back and forth. Like I would think it, it's where it falls on your favorites, mm-hmm. but I mean you could say just like the our Spotify list, like party tracks, fun things. It's a fun song, but I mean I'm not putting it over like my personal favorites. But Definitely, it's, yeah. It's a fun one, so maybe we'll uh maybe you'll see it on the, the party the Juggalo Party soundtrack on our Spotify. You're just gonna have to find us and follow and find out for yourself. Yeah, that's <laughs> finding us is half the battle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we have anything else to uh, discuss, or do you think we're we're wrapping up? Oh, oh my God! Let's back it up. We're gonna go <laughs> long. We forgot something. I don't know if this came before or after this track. Oh, are you okay over there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you turn it up when you said we're gonna go long? So I had to, you know, I had to get ready. Did you collapse? Did you... <laughs> that was just another Modelo. Did you crack open another one to be ready? Mm-hmm. We had, the, we had the we had the uh, the boys from Southwest Detroit, so I had to get some Modellos for it. 
We should do that. You should be pairing a different beer <laughs> with every episode. <laughs> oh, man. Next season, for sure. So we're going to start on this one. Pairing with a nice canned Modelo for 85 bucks an hour. <laughs> um, special. <laughs> okay. So let's backtrack. <laughs> They don't even mention it in the song, right? Mm-hmm. The song is called... Oh, he does. He says it right at the beginning. I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> you asshole. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but we, did, we, didn't, we didn't mention it, which no. is a good... 85 bucks an hour. So that's referenced in the future? I don't know if it was in a song. Oh, it was. What? Where was that referenced? Um... Fuck. Technical difficulty music? No, no, no. I'm just now I'm <laughs> no, thinking. Like, we we got to put it in. <laughs> da, da, da. Um, no, because we don't want to get flagged on YouTube. Um, it's referenced somewhere else, and I think that may be the everlasting juggling yeah, bit that everyone yeah, thinks. We caught that. We didn't fuck that up. <laughs> yeah. Like, everyone thinks, like, oh, Mike Clark charges $85 an hour for studio time. And mm-hmm. whether that's right or wrong... I kind of think that's kind of cheap to have Mike Clark produce your shit, but uh, it's 1996, 97. He's still, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Look at Uh, his discography and see who he had at that point. I had goddamn George Clinton at that point. Did he? I thought that was early. Um, I mean, I'm just thinking of like that footage of him and ICP in like the basement. You know, you've seen that floating on YouTube. Yeah, just- <laughs> yeah, from like '94, '95. Yeah, like the, that was so sweet. Like, yeah. But uh, yeah, like, yeah so I mean, he's charging nothing. So maybe. two years later, '85. That doesn't seem too crazy. But yeah, I mean, the whole song is a reference to fucking around in the studio and him. Like, you're literally wasting eighty-five dollars an hour of his time. So. <laughs> But yeah, Jay references it at the beginning, but that's that may yeah, be the catch. the overall reference. So there it is. That's what I'm here for: investigative journalism. <laughs> that didn't take us too long. Over that's okay. Sometimes we like to come up with a the banger hit right at the very end. That's right. Much like this CD, sometimes we wait till the very end until we get to the banger hit. Boom! Woo! Boom! Woo. What's that? Is that supposed to be this? Is that yeah. Rob Bass? <laughs> oh, wow. You're... Okay. <laughs> I think that's about it. There you I'm, I'm done if you're done. Yeah. One more to go, man. Here we go. We're on the home stretch. Yeah, we are uh, almost done here, ladies and gentlemen. The uh, most tasteless album is quickly coming to a close. So join us next week for Renditions of Reality. Which is, spoiler alert, I think one of my favorites. So we'll. Oh, I think we're both going to agree on this one being. Yeah, I think that's going to be. (laughs) That may be a long episode to uh, end the season. So everyone uh, buckle in for that one because I have a lot to talk about. (laughs) I have a lot of things to get off my my chest. (laughs) Well, I'm excited. I'm excited now to listen next week. That's why we're going to have to try to get together in person because it's easier when we. Right can stare each other in the eyes deeply and grab each other's wrists while we talk. What? Yeah, look, I mean, luckily, the, <laughs> luckily the ones we had to re- uh, record remotely kind of fit, you know, fit the situation. So, you know, this one for sure. Got to yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to be in the same room as boy Kelly. So, <laughs> 
Anyways, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Boy, fresh in the streets. Yes, I saw, saw someone said that we were uh, terrible for using his government name right off the rip. <laughs> I was like, man, he's got people calling us out. <laughs> well, good. I hope that guy listens. So <laughs> the, make sure like, you rate us and review us on Apple, whoever you were. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll rip Kelly a new asshole every week if it gets a new listener. <laughs> All right, so this is the Juggalo Rewind. You listen to 13 episodes of this. If you haven't uh, listened to past ones, go back, listen. Don't just skip over the ones that you don't want to hear. It's good nonsense all the way through. And, and we're starting to tell a story throughout. We're starting to get who Twisted is, you know? We are. Join us on that ride. Join us on examining just exactly how big Jamie Madrox's dick is. <laughs> I mean, that, that's also been an underlying theme throughout the season. And <laughs> it's, it's we, we've, learned it, we've learned it. Uh, it we thought maybe it had been tiny, but it's normal, if not large. We've learned this. <laughs> yes. It's just the nut sacks that are maybe swollen. So, you know, sorry, <laughs> Jamie, that we speculated early on. We know you got a average to normal to giant dick. I'm sorry. The, the balls started off normal, became engorged <laughs> during first day out, and have stayed fat and, and sweaty and, and <laughs> plump throughout the season. I mean, he confirmed it on this track, so he figured it out. <laughs> okay. This okay. is it. This is a Juggalo <laughs> Rewind. Go find us on Twitter, Instagram, and the TikTok, and the YouTube. Uh, just Search Juggalo RWD. Email us, Juggalo RWD at gmail.com. Call us, 810-666-1570. That's 810-666-1570. Facebook, we don't do anything there because I'm lazy. And uh, I think that's it. So for Chris, I am Peter. This is the Juggalo Rewind, and we'll see you next week for Renditions of Reality. Thank you. <laughs> what the hell is that? That was is the that intro. That's terrible. <laughs> All music played in this episode and in this entire season is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. Season 1 of The Juggalo Rewind, Most Tasteless, has been produced and distributed with full permission from Magic Ninja Entertainment. Thank you to George, Mike, Dustin, and Twisted, and everyone at Magic Ninja for allowing us to do this podcast for you. (laughs) 